0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound. I'm your host Ian Turner and my guest today is Big Semmer. First saw him perform at this year's Go Live Festival and was super impressed, but it's only when you get to know the guy that you really appreciate the work that goes into the art. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Big Semmer on Plains FM 96.9. Semmer, can you tell me the first time you remember hearing
2: music? Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in a um, with my mum heavily into like the sports culture. So she played a lot of softball. Um, she's also gay, which um, I've heard now recently that those two things go quite hand in hand. Okay, playing softball and being a gay woman. So yeah. we grew up with, around a lot of um, post softball parties. You know, uh, very safe environment, but yeah. um, there was always guitars coming out. Yep. First, my first memory of music was like ten guitars. Um, just like guitar getting passed around and different songs getting played, um, you know, like lonely, 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 lonely blues. Mm-hmm. Don't even know who that's from. Yeah. Also, Fats Domino was, okay. a, was a really early memory of music that I have. Blueberry Hill, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. found okay. my throat, you know. <laughs> uh, and then Dinah Ross and the Supremes, amazing. China Beach soundtrack. Oh, do the rhythm yes. of my mind. Yeah, reflections. Even now, when I hear that, yeah. Because the thing with me and music, my relationship with music is very. Um, it's really emotional. I have really emotional connection to certain songs. Like I hear it and I can literally pl- plant myself back in the moment. I don't know even know what that's called, but um, yeah, it's just to this day, it doesn't matter what it is. I just I hear back. it and I can, man, yep. damn, I remember that, you know? you are seeing the titles. Mark Allenberger yeah. and Dana Delaney. And- Here's the question, right? Am I going to have that same um, connection for this music now, later on in life? Mm-hmm. Or is it because I was so young and, um, you know, we were such sponges back then?
1: I'm going to say when you are in a vulnerable yeah. situation, maybe that's growing up. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's relationship mm. situation kind of thing. But maybe when you're a bit more raw.
2: Yeah. Yeah, very true. You seem to take things more on board when you're younger as well.
1: So, what about um, opening your mouth and performing and getting out in, in front of people? What, firstly, was there any um, any instruments? Because you are you are a a rapper. Yeah,
2: my instrument has always just been um, the pen and the microphone. So, yep. um, for me, playing instruments, I was never really drawn to them. Yeah, I used to be a, um, a boy, so a break dancer. Yep. Um, but the first time that I ever rapped on stage was form two talent quests and i did coolio Gangster's paradise yep. with two of my home girls yeah in the time yep Ruki, and another girl and um we went on stage and i just you know as i walked through the valley a of the shadow of death, death. i take a look at my life wow crazy right yeah so, yeah you know and i was on stage then did i get the i don't know if i got the hunger for it then but i was actively starting to um write down other rappers verses like, I remember writing the, when the Wu-Tang Forever album came out. Actually, even before that, um, Stakes was High, De La Soul. Yeah. Um, I'd sit there and pause, play, pause, play, write down the lyrics, you know, learn the lyrics, and then we'd go to parties or we'd go around to our mate's house, and then would start rapping along to the lyrics. And Tupac, Me Against the World, all the same thing, write down the lyrics, learn the verse, go back and rap it. And suddenly, over time, you you learn, like, you know, you sort of like your own way. It's not as good. Mm. But we started to write our own little raps. And when I used to go to this youth group, we used to have this um, game called Shabuya. And you'd be like, do you know that game? No, I've I've heard the word. Yeah, so you go, Shabuya, Shabuya, roll call. And you'd be like, my name is Lucas and I am ruthless. You mess with me. And you'll be toothless. Roll car shabuya. So that's what we used to do. Okay. You know? Yeah. So you come up with your little two bars or whatever, and the next and person the next would person come person in. Would go in. So then you have like a little battle, and it was like not like a real personal one. Yep. But you just be more talking about yourself. So it was yep. like, a, You know. So that's how that was how I first started freestyling. Yeah. And then I fell in love. with. So this
1: was a youth group or something. Yeah. yeah. This is
2: called um, uh, t- um, uh, oh It's called T O H now. Tiordahoe, and it's in Papenoi where I grew up. Mm. And a lot of kids that I know from OutPit, they all went up to um, they went to TOH, and the guy who ran it back then, Jono, he still runs it now. So yeah, um, and I've got friends that work there and stuff. So that was my first memory of um, of, of freestyling was yeah. doing that. So where did the beats come in?
1: Um, was there any creation on your side, or was it always a, been a collaboration with somebody else, or, or pre-made stuff? How does that work?
2: I've never been into um, producing beats, never ever, and I think that's why I'm so obsessed with um, the art of rhyme, is because I've never like put on more than one hat when it comes to. Um when it comes to, to writing songs, or writing rhymes, or writing verses, or whatever, yeah. I've always just been obsessed with the process of writing verse, and the mathematics of actually like constructing a, a rap verse, yep. which are very intricate, you know, so the first beats that we ever got were B-sides to singles, Yep. so you get a, you know uh, okay. like Stakes is High, for instance, was my first ever instrumental I had, the second yep. one I ever had was um, Jay-Z, You Belong to the City, and then, um, so you'd turn the B-side over, and then you'd sit there, and you'd try to write your little raps, but... You know, I can still remember my first rhyme I ever wrote. And, you know, it was trash, but it was cool. You know, it, it, it represents a certain time. And I remember where I wrote it as well, which was in the hallway onto Māori Ho High. And it was in the hallway of Māori um High School, right next to the dean's office yep. where I'd been sent. And they made me sit there because the dean was out for the afternoon. So I just sat there with my pen and my pad just writing this rhyme. What
1: did you get sent there for?
2: Writing rhymes in class. <laughs> don't it's funny i was in english class don't tell well. me it was a, I <laughs> that's crazy yes, hey? like but you weren't doing what you... you're
1: supposed to be exactly. doing exactly
2: how dare you not follow a curriculum and do something creative but not following you know that's funny though but um you know i had a pretty cool english teacher who let me do it um an assignment on um killer priest song called um basic instructions before leaving earth so bible yeah from there it sort of it grew into because i was still breakdancing at the time okay so i was trying to figure out what i was going to do and then eventually um you know what the big turning point was eight mile okay eight mile came out we seen it at the at the, at the um at the movies a whole group of like 20 of us yeah and we came out and we wanted to freestyle battle yep and that was it then freestyle the freestyle battle um buzz took over new zealand so mm-hmm. they had the New Zealand Battle for Supremacy, Christchurch Battle for Supremacy, and then I just went on a tear for like three years straight just battling, mm-hmm. just freestyle battles, didn't make no music, just went to every city, because there was cash prizes, you know? Like I won this- um this, so this is
1: late yep. teens, early 20s? No, yeah, know? this is
2: like twenty twenty one. Okay. Yep. I went down to Queensland one time and ba- did this battle at the Snowfest, and the prize was like $2,000 cash. Like $500 um, gift voucher, $500 bar tab for TARDIS. Mm. And like, so we were going around chasing money pretty much, yep. going city to city. I won Dunedin MC Battle for Supremacy twice, came second in Wellington, you know. So that was my thing for like three years mm-hmm. was just um freestyle battles. And I led, met a lot of good friends that I've still got today through that. But yeah.
1: um, If it wasn't going to be rap, and was it always going to be rap? I mean, was there mm. any other career aspirations?
2: Yeah, footy, league, definitely. Yeah? Yeah was going to play um footy i played um touch for new zealand yeah played canterbury footy and stuff and then nah it just took over like it could have been that but i was always just sort of a cut under yeah know? i was a cut under it'd been you know i was i always knew that i was gonna pursue this yeah and um it's just when and i just had to you know i had to get over a few things about myself eventually which it didn't happen until you know the last couple of years but with sport, it was always just a um, it was a, it was a social thing, but I was pretty good. Like you know, I played World Cup and stuff like that. But still, I just wanted to be a rapper. We're
1: going to uh, listen to some music, yeah, and cool. uh, normally I ask about uh, influences. Um, mm. At least, interestingly, and I can hear from this particular track, I wouldn't normally sort of associate um, Avondale Bowling Club with with rap. Yeah, but there is this track fiends or friends, friends yeah depending on um mm. why are we why are we listening to this today
2: so i met tom scott in the year 2000 mm-hmm. and i met him on a website called bboy.com right uh-huh. and it was right before the new zealand hip hop summer the first one which was in christchurch at the lumiere theater back in the day and um i met him on this website and i said i was you know where are you from and he's like oh, i'm from avondale in auckland and i was like are you a b-boy and he's like yeah and i was like Yo, you should come down for the hip-hop summit. And he's like, yo, we're coming down. And I was like, you should battle with our crew. So he he came down with two of his friends. Tom did. This is back yep. when he was a big boy. And yep. he battled with two of our um our crew, which was called Cosmic Rock back then. God, what a name. <laughs> <laughs> what a name, eh? Yeah. But but um, yeah, so that's how I met Tom. And then I've just sort of um we've all loosely stayed in touch with him over the years. Um also being sober and clean myself, and being it going, having gone through that whole um, experience as well of recovery and stuff, and he has as well. He was actually really um, a good. He was actually more like a sponsor to me almost amazing. when I was getting clean. So I was messaging him every day, and he was helping me through, telling me what he did to you know, and it was just amazing. So a lot of people they know Tom for the, for the artist, but if you know his family like history and stuff, and you know, if you if you listen to his music, he tells the same stories, and right through the journey, it's like it gets up to this point, and he's the story that he literally tells in the song. I know so many people that are this guy, you know, about living in the um, Harry um, moved in with his old uh, old lady got kicked out, moving with his dad got kicked out. Now he lives in a hotel, stuff like that. Like I know I know so many people like that, you know, and so I just really relate to to this song and. Um, you said that Avondale Bowling Club you wouldn't associate them with rap. What would you call them?
1: Um, well, obviously the avant garde, more of a jazz, yeah, jazz, jazz fusion kind yeah, of thing. For
2: going sure, on. Eh? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's why I love. They're, they're probably my favourite group in New Zealand by far. Like, you know, I was I was into homebrew, but um, I'm big on response, being responsible with with our platforms and with our music. And um, let's just say that Avondale Bowling Club is a little bit more responsible than homebrew was. <laughs> <laughs>
3: old boy
0: sitting in the dark with a light bulb and a ladder in the sand like a pyro just come put the thing down like an iphone got too high flipped out like a psycho what's he gonna do? where's he gonna go now? lost I heard he was living in a motel broke up with his old girl then he broke down took it out on the best road, ain't bros now what you really know about shit like that? 31 years old addicted to crack since way back how you gonna quit like that? try kick that shit it'll kick right back uh move back with the old girl got kicked out move back with the old man got kicked out whole life in an addict can't quit now he just just gotta have it, can't sit down I remember when the user Turned the whole fucking room up Wasn't anybody cooler back then I was just a fucking loser But you knew me before I blew up Before anybody gave to fuck Show love, so I gotta show you love back Real shit, man, that's it for you, bruv this, this one, one here, yeah, this one right here This one here for you, this one right here Yeah, this one here This go out to you, this for my homie My brother, yeah Real shit is so true, this for my bones, I ain't shit without you. I ain't even gotta say no name when I say this. You already know who's going now. to this one right here. Yeah, this one right here. This one there for you. This one right here. Yeah, this one here. Just go out to you. Old boy lying in the hospital lonely Doped out on the dope looking all dopey Had a little too much fun they need od Just trying to keep up with all the homies What you gonna do? When you gonna go out when your hometown Looks something like a ghost town And a bro roll around with a whole pound Like, oh well, might as well have another blowout They're gonna slow down just like that Five years in, she just gapped like, fuck that I probably would've reacted the same way I don't know nothing about that, can't say no Too much for one human to think about Chew them up and then she just spit him out Tootie figure out a better way to get it out for me up another Hennessy and ginger ale, cause I probably would've done the same thing anyhow. If I had that shit to forget about, gotta get it out, gotta get around, Sittle settle down, sit down bruv, let me get around. It's a beautiful night, don't want to spoil it While we're doing coke at the top of the toilet Let's toast this bottle from the poison To a life full of pain and disappointment You remember when I used to live off tinfoil and tuna I gave a sip about my future back then I was just a fucking user So look, I ain't trying to judge you, bruv You just keep on doing what you do, bruv But I gotta be straight to you Because I'm the one who introduced you So this here, yeah, this one right here This one you. this one right here My bossy, you know me, yeah And how long I know you, we ain't even gotta be on the stuff when I say this stuff, bruh I ain't shit without you, I ain't even gotta say no name When I say this, you already know what's going out to this one right here, This one right here, this one here for you This one right here, yeah This one here, let's go out to you Remember when we get to do drugs, now it's kinda like they do us did it until we did too much. Everything off of that really can't do much. Started out on them blue dubs. Then moved up to that yellow school bus. Now it's like I need two dubs just for a buzz. I need to get a new buzz. It's been too long. My guilt's too much due. Guess it's time that I grew up. Time to retire. I'm tying my boots up. All of that youth that I had, I used up. I'm too old for these new drugs. Too clued up to be queued up for this club. The scrub just spewed up on my brand new blue pumas. Somebody call me an Uber before I turn in a tour. Who got the? Ooh, let's look Ain't nothing wrong with no looter But I'd rather be at home banging that loofer. My brain's already screwed up From all the shit I chewed up I'm about to grow me a tumor All my friends are stuck in the past Still dancing in the future I was conceived by two users I was supposed to be a loser I had to see my old man cooped up In an orange jumpsuit trying to shoot up I seen the sky, I seen the sewer I seen the sign I should've seen sooner I seen my best friend pack that flute up One year later we tied that noose up This one here
1: This is the Gardener Sound interview with Big Seema on Plains FM ninety six point nine. First big gig. I mean, you're a you're an Otago mm, lad. Yeah. What's the um, first big thing you saw? It could have been anywhere in New Zealand. Oh, really. first big gig I yeah, ever seen. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, Red hot chili peppers at Kiwi Two. Okay, yeah. Uh,
1: many people on the show. It must have been oh, really? an amazing, wow. an amazing
2: gig. Yeah. Um, What's the standout? I went to that because a friend of mine. Um, was supposed to go with his brother mm-hmm. and then last minute he was like his brother got um food poisoning and he's like oh well no one can no one's gonna come with me so i'll just i guess it's just a waste this ticket and i was like i'll come yeah you know here's the thing right i have like i love hip-hop but mm. i love that era of rock like nirvana yeah. silver chair yeah like yeah oh, man like yeah that, like i said about um i have a like a sort of emotional connection to music yeah. That's big time, like fire out. Especially smashing like Smashing Pumpkins, like 1979. All that stuff is just some of my so, heroes.
1: So talking about that and embodying some of that, there is a band in Christchurch called Dolphin Friendly, yeah, who are doing some awesome stuff at the moment. How did that hook up? Because it seems somewhat sort of
2: unlikely. Um, at the start of 20, um, I was living out in Littleton before lockdown. Yep. Yeah. and um, I went to watch the Hoots and Sojourn. Okay. Out at uh, Wonder Bar mm-hmm. um, I used to live down Britain Terrace Just down the road from Mansum, And mm-hmm. um, Marlon Williams Just live up the road Yep Littleton's a great place I know oh, Yes, man I wrote a lot of this album In Littleton actually um, I was there And um, I was standing at the bar And um, there was this girl behind me And she wanted to get into the bar And I said hey You just come and stand next to me Started having a yarn to her Ends up that's Box, um partner
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, And Schneier and, Or Shaz And um so we started having a chat. She said, "Oh, my boyfriend's you know the drummer and dolphin friendly." I was like, "I want to meet these dolphin friendly characters, you yep. know, because I'd um, already heard about them through um, the Hoots boys, who are just a young like sort of you, you heard of them? No, I young haven't. cats from um, UC on the come up. They're mm. pretty dope, um, and also through um, Jake from Summer Thieves. Yep. I met those guys that night, and um, we sort of you know hit it off just straight away i listened to the gig was amazing it was it was really cool and more importantly me and sam hit it off yeah because here's the thing right like i come from pep i grew up in pep when i hear that people are from lincoln Sorry, but I assume that they're gonna be a certain way. So I hear a band from Lincoln and I'm just like, okay, well yeah, he's just country boys or whatever. Back to the garden. Probably gonna be probably gonna be like some slightly racist undertones somewhere in there. Yep. Just what just how I've grown up around country guys, you know? Yep. But man, when I met them, him and Bach and like um just their vibe, I just yeah. I have so much time for those guys now. And that night, actually, they played me a song um, or played me a skeleton of a song. And they're like, We're thinking about getting Wax Mustang on the song, you know? And I said, Don't worry about Wax Mustang. Get me on the song, you know? So I'm there, like, he's got the phone in the smoking area and he's like playing the beat to me. And I'm just like raveling off these verses, you know? Going, What about this one? I've got like, you know, the way I yep. work, anyone that knows me will tell you, I've got like 10, 15 verses just in my head yep. that haven't been used. Yep. So I'm just like rattling off these verses, and they're like, whoa, that's so cool. So we do a couple of demos. We meet up, et cetera. We end up with the song, and uh, which is unreleased at the moment, but it's coming out on their, um, their, their next EP, which is almost finished, mm. um, produced by Con and Jane from um, Marco Road, yeah. and um, it's called Lifetimes. The coolest thing about it is that um, Dylan Frost is one of Sam's big uh, inspirations, and Sam raps two verses on it. Okay. And that boy can rap. Yeah. He might be from Lincoln, but <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln's not, you know, traditionally known for dudes who can rap. Um, but, man, yeah, he he killed it. Bots, great on the drums. So,
1: Any situations where the collaboration uh, hasn't worked for in, you?
2: In that situation? In, in any of your... Well, I could, even in that situation, like, so the first mix we had of the song, um, I said, I was up recording, doing my album sessions with Tiki, and I yep. said, oh you know, like, do you reckon you could have a listen to this song, you know, see what you think of it? And this was the first mix of it. And he listened to it and he came back to me and said, nah, bro, it needs to be re-recorded. Like, you know, the um, the drums are not played to a click, et cetera, So it was off time. So it, it was almost like that song was not going to happen, to be honest. I'd resign myself to, yeah, maybe it's not going to work out, you know. Yeah. And then Connor came along. And then they re-recorded it, mm-hmm. and now oh, it just sounds just amazing. So, yeah, sometimes you know, even when you think something's not going to work, it just ends up falling into place as long as you have a bit of patience. Tell just. me
1: about the shows that haven't gone to plan.
2: Last year, I had a I played two shows at Wonder Bar. Last year, both of them were sold out. The first one I played was with Jake from Summer Thieves because obviously we um, it was the Neverland release party. The second one um, headline show I did last year was another single release with a producer named Tine. Um, who um, also produced King's Love and Ego album. Mm-hmm. So he's a big, like, pretty well-known producer. He produced a lot of Scribe's second album as well. And we made the song together called Back Up, huge song with another artist from Auckland called B-Kid, um, who's sort of on the come up as well. He's really, super good though. And so we made the song, have a release party, great, awesome. Get to the release party. He goes missing, Atene goes missing, can't find him anywhere he's supposed to go on. Um, which is fine, you know, it is what it is. He's um, supposed to go on. <laughs> so then we sit, So the Settlers are playing the same night. So um, Anska says to me, you know, like maybe we will just go on now. Yeah. You know, um, the earlier support act had already been on. Yeah. And I said, yeah, no, nah, definitely. You guys go on. I'll go on after you. He can go on last. The whole plan was um, Mike, who's the DJ for um, the Settlers, we were just going to use his setup and then yep. TNA was going to use his Serato on that. Yeah, yeah. We get up there. Tuna plays the intro and then he puts this weird flanger over the intro so I can't hear where the intro comes in and where it's supposed to drop but I managed to catch that one so the intro goes okay and then he plays Keep Calm which is the second song and um, the needles break so he breaks the needles so I stopped the set this is a full wonderbar. Bar <laughs> like 180 people whatever Stop the stop the set completely and I said oh, we're having some technical difficulties after the set I sat in the little corner of the backstage of one above the um, velvet curtains pulled and I just sat there and different my mates would come and sit with me and I was just um, devastated to be so honest. that was
1: it you couldn't couldn't continue well
2: yeah we continued eventually but the, you know, the vibe the vibe was gone oh, man you know and it took so long like it took like you know five seven minutes it's just way too long what it's taught me is to be just more efficient with um, having our own setup ready and not changing. I changed DJs that night and used Tine. Usually I'll use my normal DJ, but because Tine was playing, he made this tune, why not, you know? But it didn't work out, so Ooh, gives me the shivers.
1: On that, let's listen to some music. Yeah, cool. And um, we'll, we'll change the vibe up. <laughs> um, when I ask about um, favourite tracks, uh, we've got something from Nas um yeah. or is yeah. it nas 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 nas, nas um,
2: it's Nasia, so it's Africans. So. nas here. okay
1: yep. it ain't hard to tell yeah tell me about this um track
2: my brother used to have this on tape right and i was listening to lots of nirvana lots of mission pumpkins etc but then my first one of my first introductions to rap music was was El ilmatic and he had it recorded it off somewhere he didn't even really listen to rap but i just found this tape in his room put it on my walkman bike to school and um, one of the first songs that came on was this. And it's just, like, lyrically, it's one of the most sampled, some of the most sampled verses in mm-hmm. other songs. It's been sampled, like, 50 times or something. Yep.
4: Um,
2: Snooze, Sneaker Uzi on the island in my army, army jacket lining. Like, just, Nas just kills it. And yeah. um Yeah, the Human Nature, Michael Jackson sample. Yep. Um, in the back. Big tune. It's just that, those horns, that, dun, dun. It's just crazy. So, um, yeah, I love this song. This is my favorite Nas song of all time, easily. Yep.
3: Tech with correct techniques, so analyze me, surprise me, but can't magmatize me. Scanning while you're planning ways to sabotage me, I'll even froze like heroin in your nose. Nasa Rockwell, it ain't hard to tell. Women Slang begin like a violin, end like Neviathan is deep, well let me try again. Wisdom be leaking out my breakthrough truth, I dominate break loops, giving Mike's ministry cycles, streets disciple, I rock beats this mega trifle, and groove even smoother than moves by Villanova, you're still a soldier, I'm like Sly Stone and Cobra, packing like a Rasa in the weed spot, vocals are squeezed, Glock's MC's drop, though they need not to sneak, my poetry's deep, I never fell. Nas' rap should be locked in a cell, it ain't hard to it tell. <laughs>
1: This is the Gardner Sound interview with Big Semmer on Planes FM 96.9. I didn't add the 2K21 <laughs> in there. Um, at the end of the section, we're going to be playing an amazing track amazing, called Revolutionaries, yeah. which is going to come out on the 5th of November, and you are very lucky, Garden of Sound listeners, you cool. out there, because uh, you're going to get to hear it um, in, a, in a few minutes' time. Featuring, okay, first of all, it's produced by Tikitane.
2: It's produced by a guy named, uh, the beat was made by a guy named Jason Carr, who's okay. um from Las Vegas. Yep. Um eight bars is no, is known as Eight Bars. Mm-hmm. And um then we what we do is our process is we take the beat and the stems yep. into the studio and then we just reproduce it um, any way we want. Okay. Yep.
1: Um but the majority of the production chores tick. Tic- yep. yep. Um and there's also an old mate of yours, um Sekka, Yeah, Seka. Uh, yeah. Who's yep. um uh rapping in yeah. the uh, in the second in verse. verse
2: yeah. What's
1: the song about?
2: Okay, so um, the whole idea from the song came after I um, seen this speech from Fred Hampton, Black Panthers, um, and he was talking about, um, you know, um, you can kill a revolution, uh, you can you can kill a revolutionary, but you can't kill the revolution. Yep, you know, and he was you know doing this chant, "I am a revolutionary," and they were saying, "I am a revolutionary," and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, how our whole thing like over the last couple of years, I've just been on this um, sort of journey of. Um, just speaking out against racism and speaking out against the inequities um, for my people and oppression and stuff like that. Mm. So I've done a couple of um, keynote speaking type um, gigs as well along the way with the Culture Club, and um, I was due to do one at, at UC as well. Yeah. And just talking about our journey of um, growing up around racism, growing up in Christchurch around racism's is far out, just insane, around skinheads and stuff like that. I was
1: going to say that. Yeah.
2: Um, and being in my generation as well.
1: Can I just ask quickly, yeah. has it improved? Has it gotten worse where what's it's just what's moved the vibe? to
2: a different like they used to be on the street in front of you and now they're on the internet, so yeah. What has improved is, and I think we need to give more credit to the younger generation, yep. to the younger millennials, is that they're more socially conscious. Mm-hmm. You know, they have more access to, to information now, so that means that when it comes to racism, they they're actually not afraid to use their voice to call it out. Yeah, we have a lot of allies out there now, a lot more allies, um, and the government is more socially aware. You saw. Um, Jacinda um, apologising for the dawn raids, for instance. Yeah. The, these sorts of moments in history are really important to our progression as a, as a whole, you know, as a country. Sure, we still have the odd Judith Collins-type vibe out there, you know. Um,
1: but her husband's Sam Owen.
2: Yeah, ta <laughs> You know, and... Um, but that, that is what it is. How is she? She's no different to Don Brash. So, you know, okay. when, it, when it comes to, you know what I'm saying? Though? i let it out. Yeah. Well, you know, without getting too political, which is not what this is about. But no. um, I, I like to think that um, to a degree that we are getting better. Yeah. And we have grown. And um, I look at my friends that um, are non mori or um, what we like to call tangata tiriti now, which is people of the treaty. And I like to look at them as allies, which is amazing. We didn't have allies growing up, bro. Like we were getting chased by skinheads with hammers, and that's for real. That's real stuff. So, this song—um—not to digress, but this song is um a dedication to my people. That I'm um, saying that, um, you know, stand strong. We're calling for hands on. My people are so tired of singing them sad songs, standing on picket lines, you know, um, all of that sort of thing. Like, you know, it's not time. The time for outrage is over. The time for education is now. You know, for us to educate the kids and um, teach them about um, what we went through so they don't have to go through the same thing, you know. The focus for us has to be predominantly on the next generation so that they can be armed with the right knowledge to be able to go into the future, you know, and be leaders and be vocal about what they do, they do and don't like, you know. That, for me, is is always the primary focus. So this is a call-out to everybody for action, you know. Be revolutionary, you know, don't be afraid, so... Um, as Tiki sings in the chorus, you know, about being sick and tired of our people being, um, you know, held down by oppression. You know, you just want to be free, but, you know, there's always something around the corner that um, that holds you back. Being Indigenous in New Zealand has always been an uphill battle for us, you know, and people don't understand what privilege means um, on both sides of the fence. So I want, the reason why I got sicker on it, and a lot of people always say to me, like, you know, you know, why don't you go get this artist or this artist? Or well, you'd sound good with uh, this artist, you know, these named guys. It's like for me, that's not what it's ever been about. For me, it's been about who I feel um, in terms of the art can deliver exactly what I want them to deliver, you know. Having this opportunity to have Tiki produce me, all it's done for me is um, allowed me to take more risks. You okay. Know? So it's allowed me to, to, to be more risky in terms of getting someone like Sika who hasn't put anything out for a decade. But I know that I can put him on a track, have Tiki produce him and have his vocal be on the same level as mine. Yep. And I know that he would absolutely destroy it. And this yep. man, far out. I'm not lying down for any politicians or syndicates. This is a journey through privilege. Kids are turning to militant, center into militant. Send a stage a policy. But insignificant. Ministers lips surface the purpose surface indifferent. He's such a, you know, he's gifted. He's so yeah. gifted. The way that he writes... Man, like when I first heard that voice, verse, I was just so blown away. So um, that's the risks that I take is by getting cats on songs that people don't know, but putting the spotlight on them and being like, you thought that you think you know who's good? I'll tell you who's good. And everyone's from Christchurch too. I've only got one guy from out of town yeah, um, from up in Auckland on the album. The rest of them are all Christchurch cats. A lot of them you never heard of before, but they're all being produced by the same guy and the songs are... You know, we may, we maintain the cope upper throughout, and that's all I wanted to do. So. <laughs>
4: Logan is, fuck the system forever until they fix what they broke and show our people respect. They fed a generation of children up with synthetics, and when they became addicted, they started blaming genetics like they never made a dollar. Turning people to zombies, slumped over the table, babies crying for mommy, daddy's out of his mind when his cousin picks up the camera. Puts his thumb to record so he can show them right after, hoping they kick the heaven and start repairing the damage. At that impact, getting it back is having what's crazy is that story. I'm telling this nonfiction. That cousin that shot the video up, uploaded it instantly. Underneath it, he wrote it. You need to see this up close to understand you're hurting the ones who need you the most. I'm only scraping a battle, this more that you need to see. Until we fix our people, we will never be free. So we stand strong, we call it my hands on. Our people so tired of singing them sad songs. We standing on picking pies for all of them past laws. do we'll talk about resolution, call it the uh, stay strong, hands My people so tired I'm sad standing on for all in about uh.
3: I'm sick and tired of how my people live this way
0: All I want is to be free There's still no, so much left to change How are we supposed to break away these chains That of us down so long?
3: Can't find our way down for no politicians and syndicates, it's a journey to privilege kids are turning the militant Center stage in a policy, but insignificant ministers live, service to purpose. service, this indifference wasn't that long ago, when it started to hit me. Remember listening to Cambridge to Jimmy B in the '60s, the stuff the media's made of. Push our leaders to say this, is my cadence better than ever. Never caving for gender like David Chappelle. If I'm a villain, I say it as well. Value isn't monetary, really. I'm saving this wealth, mudding the knowledge to the ground, and I'm fathers forever. My popularity, the clarity found, in the message is paramount, and I get it, how do you sound pathetic failing mathematics, but I bet you can count on the methods, people's self is forgotten, laid them out on the stretch wanna, 101,
4: and don't you ever be proud of Forget it, yeah. stand strong with-
0: These chains that have found us so long, we can't find our way. I'm sick and how my people live this way. All I want is to be free. There's still so much left to change.
1: This is the Garden of Sound interview with Big Simmer on Plains FM 96.9. Let's go back we're we're late thirties, let's mm-hmm. go back to i don't know mid teens, yeah, maybe maybe late teens or thereabouts. What are you gonna say to that that young man?
2: This is probably gonna sound cliche, but just the whole patience thing is a big, big yeah. thing for me, yeah, just be patient i was I think I was always just in a rush, you know, I was in a rush to be great, in a rush to um be good at sport, even um relationships I had with people I was always um. You know, I never just stood back to smell the road. Maybe that was just a, a it just comes part and parcel with being young, perhaps. Um, the other thing I'd say is quality, not quantity. <laughs> you know, I used to think I used to when I first started making music. Even I'd be like, I just, I mean, like I said to you before, like I put out two albums in 2016. No one's ever going to hear them. They were online, but we took them off. But I thought that by doing that. That I was going to cross some threshold of, um, of greatness, you know. That no one else did that, you know. But these people did that. The only problem was is that because I did that, because I tried to do that, the quality of them was, you know, was a bit off. Um, the other thing, the the third thing, and the last thing that I would tell myself is that even though all your heroes um, seem like they did it this way, drugs and alcohol do not make your art better. So <laughs> they might make the music sound better sometimes, but they won't make your music better. So
1: How does one benchmark one's progress without something tangible?
2: How do you measure Pretty, it? What's yeah. your measuring stick? Yeah. yeah. The process is the measuring stick. Having a checklist for um how you release a song, I me, mean, I'm real big on to do lists. Yeah. And um even with this, um what we're doing right now is part of the Yep. The checklist, you know, um, so doing um, as much PR as you can. But on those on the side of the um, of the the whole production um, is having people of a certain area of expertise to take away um, to do jobs that you know you don't do well. Okay. Yeah. So having a good producer, and then one thing that I always say, which I've learned from working with 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 Tiki is um, have somebody else master it. Okay. And not the person that's mixing it. Yeah. Because that's a conflict of interest sometimes.
1: So he's he's mixed it as well?
2: Yeah. So he mixed it, but yeah. Mike Gibson from Monkey mastered it. Mm-hmm. The reason why we do that is because it's always good to get um, a different ear for the last process. Yeah. Not someone that's been there throughout the recording stage, yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, we call it demo artists. you know? When you listen to a demo over and over and you're like, this is the way it's going to be. It sounds amazing. I just love it. Yeah. And then somebody changes something about it, which could be good but you can't hear it because you've been listening to the demo for three months. Yeah. Look, let's spend a little money and get someone that's great at doing that. Yeah, I reckon that's what's worked for me anyway, is the process, yeah.
1: What's the name of the new album? Stereotypes of a Polynesian Misunderstood. Stereotypes of a Polynesian misunderstood
2: yeah you heard of um you heard that song juicy by biggie smalls uh no i haven't okay well in the song he goes stereotypes of a black male misunderstood okay so i just took that stereotypes of a polynesian, polynesian misunderstood, misunderstood.
1: Yep. there you go yep. and obviously we heard revolutionaries where are you on um on videos and that that kind of thing we've got some stuff supporting supporting the album music videos oh for yeah the single for sure. and so, so
2: we've got a, a video coming out for revolutionaries as well yeah it's just having the finishing touches put on it and yep. um I'm I'm pushing for seven visuals for this album, okay. seven out of ten. So, yep, um, seven out of ten of the songs will have visuals, and um, I'm just going around to every single, um, pretty much every single visual is going to have a different um, director. Yeah, so we're going to have heaps of arty type stuff, which is going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Also, I just got um, selected as one of the. Um, Candidates for Moana X this year through Creative New Zealand, so okay. they're giving me a match fund. So I'm running a com- campaign through October. Okay, yeah, uh, through crowdfunding through S- Boosted. So
1: everything that folks give will be matched will by be matched. Yeah, so Excellent. they give
2: me a three thousand dollar match fund, and then Fantastic. yeah, so that's cool. So it means I'll be able to do more visuals for this album, which yep. is cool. Yeah, I'm super stoked And thank you to Creative New Zealand as well for that
1: It's been absolutely brilliant um, you. Having you on the show today Look, we've got time for one last track mm. um, And you've got a shapeshifter uh, yeah. with Lady Six Yeah, When no. I Return yeah. When I Return yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, what Tell me What I about love this. about this song um, This is just a song that Living abroad from Christchurch quite a lot Like I lived in Australia I lived in Dunedin for a couple of times mm. This song just reminds me of Christchurch I think that um, Sam and that were probably living here at the time when um, Sam and Nick and that from Shapies mm. were probably living here at the time when they produced this as well. Yeah. I feel like they might have been. That could be a speculation. But um, yeah. yeah, it just reminds me of Christchurch after the earthquakes and stuff like that as well. I just, it's just beautiful. So.
1: What does the future hold for Christchurch musically? And I'm talking like yeah. all... All genres, where do you see it?
2: Well, you know, what do you think about Go Live was so good, right? Yep, like it was amazing. Yep, like Mark and that, um, Mark Roy and that did an amazing job. Yep, and just bringing all those genres together, having yep. them all in the same venue but in different rooms. Yeah, um, here's the crazy thing, right? So, I played the same time as Trouble Links did, they played right across the hall from me. My first band coming out of high school was Trouble Links. <laughs> like, I used to do, um, <laughs> I used to do the skate jams with them. Yeah, i would get up for two songs, I'd do, um Uh, fly like an eagle yep and i just i only had like three verses at the time so i just spit the three verses i got but i used to play everywhere with them went on we went into like a couple of shows down south and stuff so to have them playing across the hall for me at the same time it was just for me it was just beautiful it was it was a vibe so where do i see it going man if anything to go off go live was anything to go off i think that we are as a city in a better place than anyone else's right now even auckland yeah like, I think this is the hub for, for music at the moment. Prins, you've got Prins, Archie, like um, Dolphin Friendly, um, The Marshes, you know, we've got so many good bands here. Yeah. It's great.
1: Yeah. Just one last question mm-hmm. before we get into this um, <laughs> yep. uh, Shapeshifter track. Have you got a top tip in terms of getting on in the industry? You're a tremendously joyous and personable person to deal with and so on. Um, is there anything that you would pass on to others uh, to say? This is how you make it.
2: The real advice that I can give anyone is be an energy giver. Don't be an energy taker. And like any interactions that you have with anyone, including artists, just always make sure that you're giving out as much as you get back. And people will always, as long as you always leave with love and you know come across in a way where you're supportive, people will just show it back to you. You know, With rappers or with hip-hop in general, people are just too competitive. And it's like... There's no gold medals in that when it comes to art, you know. We're out. We're not. out you trying to compete with each other? We're out here trying to be part of something, which is be part of a culture. Yeah. You know, music culture, hip hop culture, whatever it is. So, um, just show love to everybody because we're all actually sitting at the same table. Yeah. You know, as artists. So that's my that's my that's my hot tip.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for
2: being on the show. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate you.
5: to
1: Time for my track of the week. I've been following these guys since 2019 when they placed third at the national finals of rockwest Their latest track is an absolute banger featuring Tikitane, and it's an instant New Zealand classic. This is Sit Down in Front with Pixie Caramel. Thanks for joining me today on the show and thanks to Big Semmer for being candid and super cool. You can find out more about the album and release gigs by heading to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on his image on the front page. I'm Ian Turner and I look forward to bringing you Garden of Sound same time next week. In the meantime, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. the hora.